right, how's it going tonight, everybody? We are Run the Real, featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. We are back with our versus category um, with the, the the other big monster, Big Monkey. We got the Big Monkey, King Kong. Yeah, we're going back in time, back to the, the classics. To the 30s. Yeah, this movie is almost 90 years old, boys. That's nuts. That's pretty uh, pretty crazy for a franchise that's still relevant today. Yeah, he's got a lot of staying power. People like big monsters. Like, everybody knows what King Kong is. <laughs> or who King Kong is. He's the king. Ah, he's the king of the, the monkeys. So he's technically an ape. Is a giant gorilla. <laughs> yeah, anything without a tail is an ape. Do not take your biology advice from Run the Real. <laughs> <laughs> we do not know. But what we do know is that we watched King Kong 1933, directed by Marion C. Cooper. Yeah, and some other guy, right? Yeah, uh, Ernest B. Shodzak? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm just going to say, if you're interested in, like, production of old movies and stuff, this movie is very interesting to read about the old production stuff, how they film scenes, how the script was developed, all this stuff, because this movie is super influential to American cinema. And just, yeah, movies everywhere. King Kong pretty much, like, changed the field for fantasy movies i'd say oh yeah it definitely changed the game with a lot of uh visual stuff they do in this on special effects yeah like the stop motion stuff that's pretty cool i was really impressed you know i was not prepared for the level of epicness and the scale of this movie when we decided we were gonna watch this i was kind of like eh. i was like i don't know if i really <laughs> want to watch that but surprisingly some of this stuff does hold up pretty well and it's not too bad of a watch for a movie from 1933 i was really skeptical but i was surprised i mean who wants to i well i guess everybody probably knows what king kong the story is yeah but just in case you don't there will be spoilers ahead <laughs> just in case you haven't seen a, a version of king kong or heard the story <laughs> it has been around a hundred years almost. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure at least you've picked up on it from like cultural osmosis or something. You probably know the gist of it. Yeah, if anything, you've probably seen the ending scene of this movie at least somewhere. Like in the background of another movie, a YouTube video. It, it's pretty iconic, yeah. I think you just come out of the womb knowing about King Kong at this point. You know, that's fair. I can't remember a time when I didn't know about King Kong. Yeah, me too. I mean, even when the Peter Jackson one was coming out back in the day when I was a kid, I still like realized that was a remake, so I don't know where <laughs> the idea like came from, but it seems like I've always known. It's weird. Like I know our competitor here is old Godzilla, and I can like remember being at like a sleepover as a kid and like somebody else telling me about Godzilla, filling me in. But King Kong, I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know when that would have been. It's because it was an American movie. 
<laughs> you know, now that I think about it, I actually, it might have been like the Godzilla versus King Kong, the old movie that introduced me to Kong, because I definitely had like the VHS tape uh, long before the Peter Jackson movie ever came out. But I, I'm sure we'll get into that later. Let's Let's talk about the original. King Kong. What did you guys think of it? I was honestly like super wowed by this movie, like pretty blown away. Like I was like you, I was not stoked about this. And then I started watching it and I was like, oh my God, like, you know, I grew up seeing the Peter Jackson one and I'm just going to throw it out there right now. I think this is better than the Peter Jackson one. Really? I think I agree. Yeah, the really tone of this movie is very like different. It's more of a somber ending note, I'd say, at least for me. The Peter Jackson one focuses more on the, like, Beauty and Beast romance, which is completely one-sided with Kong, but you can tell, um, what is it, Anne? She, like, cares for him, but kind of like she feels sorry for him, where Kong is, like, completely in love with her, you know? Um, And that movie focuses more on that, where this is, like typical american movie the americans come to this island like (laughs) exploit the natives film them kill the beast steal a beast bring them back to put them on show for money and then the beast escapes and things happen yeah i mean you know i will throw out yeah i i do think this i i think i liked it more than the peter jackson but there was definitely a lot of very problematic themes and some lines said that may not hold up in today's climate. It's a very sexist movie, too, so... Yes, absurdly sexist. You didn't like Anne talking to Jack and being like, but you hate women. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but... <laughs> but I love you. Don't you love me? <laughs> you aren't women. It's like they almost went out of their way to get it in there, you know? Well, let's get it all out now, then. Yeah, it's the the first 30, 40 minutes of this movie, very dated. Like, if you have a problem with that, you're not going to like the first 30 minutes of this. Carl Denham literally goes out in the street, finds Anne, kidnaps her, and looks directly at the camera while he does it. It's so... <laughs> I, think, I thought it was hilarious because of how bad it was in today's standard. <laughs> it is pretty bad. He's like, I'm just going to go out on the street and find a woman. <laughs> and I mean, he, he does. It is crazy because it has that stuff in there, but it also has like... The special effects scenes with the stop motion where it has like the guys holding on to a log while a stop motion Kong is like shaking the log and people are falling off of it. Like that looks pretty gnarly even for today, you know. You can tell like the people who get stop motion down really well and the ones who don't by like a lot of it I feel like is how much the actual actors and stuff interact with the stop motion elements of the movie and i think this does it better than like everything up until the harry house and stuff yeah kong is definitely really awesome like the stop motion with him i really like it with how they did that it holds up pretty well especially for being so old yeah i i i'd I'd go farther and say everything is pretty like 
ages very well in this, except for like a cu- a couple things, mainly the like big close ups on Kong's face. Like, which it's still super impressive, like how they did that. It just didn't turn out that good. Um, looking back at it now, back then that that thing was, well, it is terrifying. His facial expressions are creepy. Like they're so creepy. <laughs> yeah, he's got a wild look in his eye. It's very strange. <laughs> Seems like he's got a big doofy grin on for half the movie. <laughs> I was confused by that. Does look pretty derpy in the close-up scenes, but like his face is like made of rubber and stuff and that, and it's actually moving all the time too, which is real cool. Yeah, they're moving it with um like wires and stuff. They kept having to replace his lips because the like the studio lights kept drying out the lips, so they got all nasty looking. So like if you like reading that kind of production stuff just go to the wikipedia page of this movie it's pretty nuts some of the stuff like <laughs> how this movie got funded and how they filmed the stop motion and stuff it's it's pretty crazy i was kind of surprised about how kind of brutal this movie is i mean it's a little more bloody than i expected man uh like uh they shoot that stegosaurus in the <laughs> the eyeball and it just like blood's gushing out the T-Rex's jaw is, like, bleeding out it's when Kong, like, rips it open. It's, it gets kind of intense, especially if it feels like for an old film like this. Even Kong feels kind of more brutal than I thought he would be, I guess. You know, he's chomping on people and, like, spitting them back out, chucking them on the ground. He stomps on people. He squishes them. That one when he stomps it and rubs his foot around is pretty... Yeah, he's kind of mean. It it like makes sense though because he is the king of this island. And when you're the king, everything else like wants to take you down. And so he's just constantly fighting this entire movie. Like this dude, King Kong is like on edge while he's doing everything because everything's trying to kill him or exploit him for money, you know? <laughs> it's insane how much he fights in this movie. Yeah, constantly. Every time he's on screen, pretty much, he's fighting something. It is pretty crazy. I've heard, like, secondhand knowledge about how much this movie freaked people out back in the day. Well, no one's seen anything like this before at the movies. <laughs> yeah, the the 1930s, and you have this really good animation that still kind of, like, holds up. 90 years later and the stop motion and all that stuff well and just like yeah like you said that and the quality of all the special effects and the editing tricks they use i mean it it looks really really good still which is what surprised me the most like we can watch um I, i don't i don't know gorgo what was that one grongo gorgo yeah Gorgo, yeah. Like we like we watched Gorgo for TV's birthday and it's like even in that you can see a lot of the shots where they're stitching things together and stuff like that like but in this like it 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 blends so well together. It's it's really impressive that they were able to make something in 33 that 
quality wise is better than a lot of the stuff that came out for years and years and years afterwards yeah i do think it definitely looks good especially you know like we said for the times um i don't know for me at least there's always kind of an inherent aginess with this stop motion stuff um i would agree though yeah they definitely do a pretty good job of blending stuff together at least for the most part it's a testament to the practical effects and to like the the set design too because the sets are really good in this as well yeah and they have some scenes in these sets like with the big wall in the distance when they uh well basically the director comes out and he's like i'm gonna film them secretly and he proceeds to stick the camera right in the middle of the road (laughs) (laughs) but like they have a a bunch of extras up there and it, it looks really cool Especially when Kong busts through it at the end and starts wrecking the the native tribe. That's so cool when the doors open and he's just standing there roaring and all the people are running down the stairs. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's what I kind of meant at the beginning about just the scale of things. Like, that gate and the wall are crazy. Like, how did they do that back then? They had to, like, have built that freaking wall somewhere. Or I guess I saw they reused at least part of it from an older movie. Going back to you talking about people being scared from this movie, I do think out of all the Kongs we've had, that this one is the most horrifying one. And it does the best of like showcasing the fear you would have of uh, something like this actually happening in real life. Yeah, I think this is probably the most animalistic version of Kong that we've probably ever gotten. Um, he seems, yeah, a lot more brutal in this one, a lot more, yeah, just like eating people. And he definitely lacks the the humanity that I think he's more known for in the later movies. He doesn't have a lot of the, like, emotions or, you know, they don't play that up as much in this one, which I appreciate um, from a story perspective. Um, a lot actually, but, um, I thought like the most horrific part in this is when he's like peeking in the people's windows and then like you just see his huge hand reaching in there and just snatching them out of their apartment. Oh, that was so freaky. I kind of have to wonder like how he found her again. It seems kind of very convenient, I guess. I don't know, maybe maybe he was like sniffing her out or something, but it just seemed kind of weird to me. Well, he did mistake a different uh, lady for Anne at first. And he like pulls her out and looks at her. And he's like, oh, you're not. And he just drops her. I'm kind of getting back to the humanity stuff. Uh, I kind of wish he had more humanity in this. That's kind of what I like about Kong, especially in the later ones. Um, I think it gives me more empathy for him like I I still feel kind of bad for him at the end of this one but I really think like my favorite part about this is the whole beauty and beast angle like the the relationship that Anne and Kong kind of build up throughout the movie and like later movies and it just kind of doesn't have that depth in my opinion in this one so I'm gonna disagree with you on that Terry I've never been like super enamored with King Kong right And the main reason for that is the whole Beauty and the Beast story. I think that it's the dumbest thing (laughs) ever that 
Kong would be infatuated with some pretty blonde lady. I just think it's the dumbest thing ever, because it's like, he, he's, a, he's a big ape. It's just silly, and that, that's the one thing that I've always disliked in all the Kong remakes, and that's the one thing they play up all the time in those movies, too. And I'm like, nah, I don't buy this for a second. It's silly. Yeah, but I mean, in those later ones, at least they uh, kind of earn like the ending statement, but in this one, they... They play it up at the end, and it's like, Beauty killed the beast. But, I mean, there's no relationship there, really. I feel like the way that line is delivered in this movie is, like, in a very different way than it's delivered in, like, the Peter Jackson one. Like, he's, like, saying it for the press. Like, he's like, here's your headline. But then I feel like in the Peter Jackson one, he's like, yes, I genuinely feel in my heart that Beauty killed the beast. Well, and that's... He plays that up so much in in his version too. Like, I mean, I mean this this one he's like super animalistic and everything, which makes it scary. And then in like the the seventies one, Kong's like a ra- borderline rapist. <laughs> and then the Peter <laughs> well, Jackson well, one. I don't know if I'd go that far. It does get a little weird though. Yeah, he's like blowing his breath on her and underneath the waterfall. Yeah, and then in the Peter Jackson one, it's like, it's an in-between one, like... Well, they're not in love in that one. They're like, it's like a kinship, a friendship that they kind of bond over in that one, I think. Yeah, they're not in love or anything, but it's still like, I, I don't know, it's still weird. I've I've always disliked that, and I find it silly that they keep going for that, so I really really appreciated that that wasn't a huge thing in this one (laughs) yeah yeah i get you that makes sense for me it's like the opposite what i like about kong is like the human side the relationship that he can form with people and with Anne. you know i i just like that kinship that they have uh i'm mostly talking about the peter jackson one but i think yeah they've definitely it just adds a lot an extra layer to really get me invested and helps them stand out a little bit from some of the other monster movies i've seen I think the main reason they keep doing this is, you know, basically the reason this movie was made, this is the line, gorillas plus sexy women in peril equals enormous profits. (laughs) This movie was made after the success of this, like, hoax documentary named Ngagi that I think you can watch parts of it on YouTube, but essentially, like, it's an race exploitation film and gorillas like make babies with uh (laughs) um women (laughs) of a different race and it's it's weird that that movie was so successful back in the 30s (laughs) and that's the whole reason that this movie got funded because the first studio he took this movie to didn't want anything to do with it and then I think it's RKO was the production studio that he took this idea to him. And they were like, oh, yeah, gorillas plus sexy women in peril equals enormous profits. Because in Gagi, this nasty exploitation movie made a bunch of money off of that premise. It is kind of dumb, but apparently people in the 30s were eating that up. Well, and for me, that kind of plays into why I don't like that storyline in King Kong, right? Is it always felt forced and unnatural to me. And that kind of plays back to, it's like, 
ah, we get we people like the big monkey. Let's put the big monkey in there. Ah, people like uh, pretty blondes. Let's put a pretty blonde in there and have her get naked almost, right? So let's just combine the two elements for the story. That's what it feels like to me, and that's why I've never liked it so much. I mean, to be fair, they that's essentially what they're doing with this movie. There's not a whole lot to it, really. Like, I mean, there's Kong, there's the woman, he's like ripping the clothes off. She gets pretty uh, exposed in this one. Yeah, but they this one, it's they kind of play it up more like he's... He's just smelling the clothes and doesn't know what it is kind of thing, right? Yeah, it's got the the sexploitation aspect of it, but it's not like, oh, it's a hot blonde and the monkey's like, oh, yeah, you know? It's just like he's, he's not, he don't know what it is, so he's investigating kind of thing, right? At least that's how I took it anyways. Yeah, I mean, who knows what Kong's doing with all these women that he's been getting, because... We never really see like what happens to all the other women the natives have sent Kong's way. Yeah, that's true. We we don't know. We just see this one. So <laughs> we could I could be completely wrong, <laughs> but we don't know. I'd assume he just eats them, but maybe he does keep them around. Maybe he like keeps them as a pet or something. I don't know. It does kind of make sense because, you know, she's this white blonde woman. The tribe there hasn't seen anybody like that before, and Kong hasn't either. So he's like, oh, yeah, this is a really rare Pokemon. I'm going <laughs> to collect this or something. You know, <laughs> I think that's how he views it. Which also ties into the 30s mindset with women a little bit, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it kind of makes sense a little bit, but it is very weird and... Yeah, I wish it was more focused on just Kong. But, I mean, that's the Kong story, so, you know, that that's why it's in everything related to King Kong. I, I, I do agree with you, Terry, that I think Peter Jackson does handle that storyline the best because it's a mutual respect. He's protecting her for the most part in that one, and she's like, ah, he's not doing this on purpose or whatever he's scared because he's not in the jungle anymore and all he's used to is killing things in the jungle that are trying to kill him right so i i do agree with you that he does handle it the best um and i think that's why i've always liked his version the best too because it's not weird about it for the most part yeah i think i like the peter jackson one best as well um for me i think honestly though like most of the Kong movies that have come out after this one have improved upon it in some way, I guess. Um, or at the very least have been more entertaining for me. It's just like, I don't know, they, the characters in this are kind of boring and bland. I find myself getting bored a lot in this movie whenever Kong's like not on screen. And in all the other movies, it feels like they've really like fleshed them out. And, you know, they have more solid relationships and... Kong is more interesting, Anne is more interesting. Most of the characters are more interesting, I think, in the later movies. So that's just my two cents, but Yeah. I I, I got bored in the first forty thirty, forty minutes of this, right? Until they actually get to Skull Island, which is not called Skull Island in this one. Till they get there, I was pretty bored with it. Like I was amused at how sexist it was, just because like Looking at it now, it's like, that didn't age well, but um, 
Like the the acting's not that good either, and the dialogue's not that good at the start of this either. So I was pretty bored at the start until you get to Kong, and then stuff ramps up, and then I was on board for the rest of the movie. But like the Peter Jackson one handles that much better for sure. The first part is not my favorite, but I will say, you know, once they get stranded on the island and they go on their expedition, that was like my favorite part of the whole thing. This whole stranger in a strange land. Obviously, the colonialism overtones are pretty problematic, but there's just something about people's like wonderment for like, you know, new places back in the day. Like, I don't know, back before we had CGI and Avatar and like, it just all felt different, I guess, more sincere. Something that's kind of interesting is I think the the director that's in this movie is based on like the actual director Marion Cooper, because um, he like would go out to these yeah like remote locations and film people and film things and then kind of just like intercut people into him to make movies or he'll make documentaries out of it or whatever. But yeah, he would he would do this kind of stuff in real life, like go out to remote islands and and just start filming. And I mean, honestly, I think uh, his name is uh, Carl Denham in this movie, the director guy. I think that character is my favorite, honestly. I think he's the most interesting. He's kind of got like a weird passion for this filmmaking thing. Um, he's got some interesting like character dynamics, I guess. Whereas everybody else feels a little more bland and uninteresting. At least he's like feels like he's passionate about the art, you know. He wants to get the film, the footage. Yeah, he actually has charisma where the rest of the characters kind of feel pretty uh, wooden, <laughs> one-dimensional. I feel like, oh, I like the captain. <laughs> He's all right, yeah. He's so salty and surly, that old seaman. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Kong is the highlight. Like, he's the best character, I guess, in the movie, you know? He's the most fun to watch. He's the most entertaining. Everybody else, I could kind of take it or leave it for the most part. Yeah, we here for the king. Yeah. And the dinos, I suppose. I do like the dinosaurs in this. They're, they get pretty brutal, like I was saying earlier. Man, like, <laughs> you see the bodies, like, flopping around and stuff in their mouth. Jeez Louise. There's the gnarly scene where the people are falling from the log that Kong's shaking. And they, like, hit the ground. And apparently they were supposed to have this, like, other creature come along and start eating them while they were down there. But the studio was like, no, that's way too violent. We can't do that. So I think if you've seen the Peter Jackson version, they, like, fall into a, like, canyon crevasse thing like that. And they have a big battle with bugs down there. So I think that's supposed to be, like, a, you know, like, homage to what was supposed to happen down there. In the original, but didn't get to happen. They, on one of the DVDs I saw, like, Peter Jackson and his team redid it with some of the same props and stuff. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think Peter Jackson definitely, like, really appreciates the original film. What did you guys think of the music in this movie, though? It is awesome. Now, th this is completely my theory, but... I could have swore I heard the 20th Century Fox fanfare in there, and I was like, I haven't looked it up. I don't know when 20th Century Fox started or whatever, but do you think they might have gotten their fanfare from this score? Maybe, I don't know. 
They might have. I mean, the composer took um, lay motifs from like opera, which if you don't know what a lay motif is, it's kind of just think the Darth Vader theme when he comes on. Um, that's his lay motif. You know, this was the first like movie score to use that. It did a real good. Like I said, I don't know. It, that could be completely wrong, but it did sound very similar. <laughs> Which was good. I love that fanfare. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really liked the music in this. I thought it was all pretty good. This is kind of the movie. I feel like it'd be really cool to like see this in a theater with like a live orchestra playing along with it or something. Oh yeah, do it like like in Peter Jackson's when they unveil the big ape and they have the orchestra there playing. It was kind of weird, you know. This movie has like an overture at the beginning that you like can sit through and listen. It's just the music playing before the movie starts. Oh uh, yeah, because when people are getting in their seats and stuff, still, it's how you know get in here. The movie's starting. <laughs> it was such a long overture. <laughs> I did skip it. I will admit. Oh man, I was like sitting there, and I was like, "How long have I been here?" Is this still going? And it was like 10 minutes. It's like, oh my God. It was a long time. I wasn't super pumped to watch this when I first turned it on. So I was like, all right, we're skipping this. <laughs> Man, I bet you fast forward through intermissions too. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't watched a movie with an intermission and oh my, I have no idea how long. Man, they should bring back some of these intermission stuff, you know? Like, some of these movies nowadays, they're so long. They should. I love intermissions. Get up, stretch your legs, take a bathroom break, go get some popcorn. That is what I like about watching movies at home. It's like I can, like, I can just pause it and go get some snacks and come back. All right, so are we ready for some overall presentation then? Yeah, let's do it. What's the scale, TV? So, our scale, it goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it, in that order. We all give a little bit of a spiel about what we think about the movie, then we try to average our scores out at the end, so... Who knows where this will land? Will Kong prove to be king? You know, before we get started, uh, I was looking at some of our download numbers, and I found something kind of odd. There's a very special trend in these, um, these downloads. I really noticed, you know, there was a an episode where I went first in the overall presentation, and it was kind of brutal. Um, the numbers were so low. Dear God, like, it was just, <laughs> it was like dead on arrival practically. So, you know, I, I guess in, what I'm trying to say is it was uh, Mike not going first that killed the episode. So I think maybe maybe Mike should go first this time. <laughs> well for the numbers of the show right <laughs> for the numbers <laughs> like i said i was a little weary going into this movie i was kind of like eh, i don't want to watch it. it's a real old movie but i was very surprised and i had quite a bit of fun like reading up on the production stuff for this movie as well um i think if you are a fan of old movies or just movie history um or King Kong in general, and you want to see the movie that started it all, um, I would say this is definitely worth a watch it. I was very pleasantly surprised. Some of the stuff in this movie, like it looks a little derpy, but it's also kind of amazing how they filmed it, and I had a lot of fun. Watch it from Mike. 
Yeah, I was also pretty skeptical going into this. I, uh, you know, I don't dislike old movies. I don't know. I'm suspicious of old monster movies, though. But I was completely wrong. I, I've had a pretty good time watching this movie. You know, I know, I know I say this every time we watch something old, but just something about, like, really old movies really fascinates me from a historical component. So it's got that going for it. This uh, this old style of acting doesn't really bother me. I I kind of enjoy that more stage, theater, variety of it, sometimes even. So, yeah, this is a pretty rad movie. It's extremely influential. King Kong is, you know, a huge pop culture figure, so it's pretty metal to see his origins. I gotta give it a watch. I'm not sure I'd buy it and watch it again, but it sure was fun this time around. Yeah, I can definitely see why this movie is a classic. Like, Kong is a pretty big deal, um... And he's stood the test of time. And he's definitely my favorite part about this movie in particular. Because, um, you know, with a lot of these older movies, you know, I don't know. The, the performances weren't that great. I didn't think the characters were that great either. Uh, the director guy, you know, he's kind of interesting, I think. But besides that, I really don't care. I mean, Kong is the star of the show for this. Um, and that's mostly, honestly, what keeps me invested in this movie. So, I don't know. I can definitely appreciate this movie from a historical aspect, um, but I do find myself getting kind of bored with this one, even with the kind of shorter runtime. Uh, but, I mean, it's not bad. I can, I, I'm going to give it a watch it, I think. I do think, though, that, you know, most of the Kong movies that have come out afterwards have found ways to improve upon this in interesting ways. Um, if anything, I can at least thank this movie for that. Yeah, um, I like, older movies quite a bit um i like stop motion quite a bit too i i've talked about it before i'm i'm a big fan of the harry house and stuff myself so with all that in mind i had a pretty good time watching this um i did get a little bored at the beginning just because the acting's not so great and the writing's not so great but it's kind of amusing, too. It's seen how dated a lot of the language and stuff is. So even that wasn't a total waste for me, I guess. But, man, when they get the Skull Island and Kong shows up, the build-up to Kong's really good, too, um, I think. Once, once he gets there, it's like just a thrill a minute, pretty much. It's awesome. There's so many good stop motion effects and then, um, compositing shots with the live actors with the stop motion and everything. And a surprising amount of interaction between the stop motion and the, um, the actual live actors and stuff too, which is what surprised me the most. Like Kong just knocked them all off the, the freaking log was amazing. I was like, this is so cool that they're able to do all this. And it turned out so well. And like I said, I'm not a big fan of the Beauty and the Beast story at all. And this doesn't play it up as much as a lot of the later remakes do. So that, that was even, that was hitting me um, even better for this one than a lot of those other ones did. I really like the Peter Jackson one, even though it has the the weird Beauty and the Beast stuff in it that I don't like too much. But I own that one, and I'm gonna give this one a buy too. I think it's it, it's cool having this along with the Peter Jackson one. 
just to see like how much time has passed and how influential this one was on him who made my favorite movies of all time and then like on how influential this was in cinema in general too which is really cool so i i'd buy this one for sure well there you have it that's a watch it right yeah king kong 1933 we have to specify <laughs> watch it the original I think I agree with you, Dan, about the Peter Jackson stuff, you know. It's really cool seeing where he got, like, the inspiration for his remake, and you can kind of, you can really tell how much, you know, how much he loved it and how much respect he has for it. It's it's pretty cool watching it, kind of, even, I would almost recommend watching him, like, watch one one day and then watch the next one the next kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, this is real good. I always liked his a lot. And his succeeds a lot where this one fails, especially with the characters. They're good companion pieces, I'd say. Oh, that could be like a fun little exercise. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, just, you know, just just set aside five hours or so to, to watch all this. Yeah, <laughs> K- Peter Jackson's one, like, he has the director's cut of that one, too, which you should watch because it's better. And... It's three over three hours long, so you get you get your money's worth out of it for sure. But it's long. You kind of need it because like half the movies, them getting to the island still. <laughs> it feels like it, yeah. <laughs> Keeps the long build up, that's for sure. But hey, at least Naomi Watts and Adrian Brody are pretty good. I actually kind of like the beginning like better than when they get to the island. Honestly, you know, the island's cool, but, like, it kind of gets a little bit old after a while. It's just so long. It's so cool, though. It's so freaky. And then he, like, fights three Rexes at once. Oh, that was so cool. The scene where they've got the Tommy guns and they're blowing away the bugs. I hate the bugs so much. Well, speaking of uh, hating bugs, our next movie, um, one of the monsters in that really hates bugs, too. Um, we're going to be talking about Godzilla 2014. The resurgence in America. Man, I was so pumped when the trailer for this came out. It was so cool, man. I hadn't been that hyped for a movie in a long time. Oh, yeah. The skydiving one with the real creepy Godzilla music. Oh, yeah, the, the choir, there's like the, oh, like from Space Odyssey or whatever. That was so awesome, man. It is, and then you just see him like in the air because he's so tall. Oh, man, I was so pumped for that movie after that trailer. Oh, yeah, me too. I was so excited. I guess we'll find out next week if the, the trailer lives up to the hype. But in the meantime, if any of you listeners out there want to get in contact with us, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Run the Real, or you can email us at runtherealpodcast at gmail.com. What do you think about the original King Kong? Is it a classic? Does it hold up? And who do you think's going to win in the big bout coming out soon? Godzilla versus Kong. I want to know all your theories, too. Well, yeah, be sure to tune in next week. It should be a good review. Anyways, thanks for listening to us tonight. This is Run the Real, signing off. Thank you.